or lease in the morning. Based on a short story by H.P. Lovecraft, the undisputed master of macabre, Paul and his girlfriend Barbara are celebrating the success of their new company on a yacht off the coast of Spain. When a sudden storm smashes their boat on a reef, Barbara and Paul swim to the nearest town for help. The decrepit fishing village of Imboca at first seems to be deserted, but unblinking eyes peer out from boarded-up houses. The strange inhabitants offer little help to the stranded couple. By nightfall, Barbara is missing and Paul finds himself pursued by the entire town. But a town of what? I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie movie bros. bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week, as we continue our journey through Lovecraft Month, we are taking a look at the 2001 film Dagon. You heard what the back of the box had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. How about we start with the top this week? Sounds good to me. I'll go first this time. Number three, the ancient ones, or the fish people in this movie, were really cool. They were legitimately scary and just overall looked like fish people. I was impressed. I no, they the were the sea- deep ones. Oh, deep ones, uh, ancient ones. It's hard to tell who they are. Yeah, I was a lot more impressed with the makeup and the designs of them than I was with the shitty shitty CGI. Number two, the environment of this film was really awesome. It was dark and creepy and really exactly what I was hoping it would be. And number one, there was a ton of brutal scenes in this movie. For example, at one point, a guy gets his face cut off. And in another scene, a woman gets her arms torn up off when she's attacked by a giant sea monster. It was hilarious. Well, for me, number three was actually the transformation slash development of the character Paul. I have to say slash development transformation because it really like happens instantly. Um, during the scene where he sees another character's face get ripped off, he turns from, you know, being a pussy to being a badass in, you know, two, 2.3 seconds. It was very reminiscent of the transformation of Ashley Williams in the original Evil Dead movie. I mean, his name is Paul, so he's got to be a badass, right? It was, he was just a, a hidden badass. Exactly. He had to evolve. Number two, the esoteric order of Dagon. Now, to elaborate, the entire town is part of this esoteric order of Dagon, which is the god that they worship, Dagon. And they are very creepy. Oh, yeah. You know, they run the town secretly. People don't know about them. And they just murder all outsiders. And they all come together and work so well in unity. And just everything about them is just screams, cult, get out. They're also a bunch of part fish people. Which actually have some pretty cool um, prosthetics and makeup effects. Um, number one was the character Ezekiel, the town drunk and hobo. Just everything he says and does just brings a smile to my face and is the light within the darkness that is this movie. Don't get me wrong. The darkness of this movie gives it some, some flavor and gives it real good background. But just Ezekiel shines through. You know, his stories, his speech... Just him being drunk the whole time, but yet still being coherent enough to help Paul, you know, achieve 
what needs to be done. Um, it's nothing short of amazing. He also has a tragic backstory, so he's pretty three-dimensional. You really kind of get to see him as a full character. Which stands out a lot in this movie when you look at everybody else except Paul's kind of sort of transformation. R.I.P. Ezekiel. How about the bottom? Number three, the acting in this movie wasn't particularly great. Not the worst I've seen, but not even close to the best. Number two, Jeffrey Combs was not in this movie. I was expecting to see him since it is a Stuart Gordon film that's based off an H.P. Lovecraft film. I'm a short story. But he, sadly, he was not in it, and I was very disappointed. Number one, the ending of this movie is just bizarre. Spoiler alert, Paul turns out to be the illegitimate son of head fish person, and the priestess who wants to fuck him is his half-sister. Like, what the fuck? Like, it was just bizarre, unexpected, and really fucking creepy. He lights himself on fire at the end, which, I'll be honest, I would have probably done the same thing if I had found out that I was the su- the half the son of a creepy fish guy and that I was doomed to fuck my half-sister for all of eternity. So, from one Paul to another, I... I can sympathize. For me, um, number three, we actually got to watch this movie with subtitles, something we don't get to do very often. Um, And the subtitles were English, but yet all the Spanish-speaking parts of the movie, they subtitled in fucking Spanish. If I'm watching a Spanish movie or any movie that has a foreign language and it's subtitled, I would like the subtitles to be translated to my language so I can know what the fuck is going on here. Although, I mean, you don't really need to know what they're saying to get the gist of the story, and that's part of it, is you're not supposed to understand them. But still, then just subtitle speaking in Spanish, like every other goddamn show does. This movie should have come with a Spanish textbook. Number two. What the fuck happened at the end there? Like, just... Paul's setting people on fire. Then he's setting himself on fire. His half-sister wants to fuck him. He's the, the child of the, the, the head of the clan of the, of the order. And then, you know, let's dive into the ocean and frolic. I, I, I just, I, what the fuck? Pretty much, yeah. Number one. Now, this comes from someone who has, you know, been, had, you know, H.P. Lovecraft stories and stuff and, and read them for the past decade or so. The people of Invoca pray to the god Dagon, who is the god of the sea. Yet their prayer throughout the entire movie is to Cthulhu. The prayer that they say, the only prayer they say, is Ia Ia Cthulhu Fatagin, which translates to Rejoice, Rejoice, Cthulhu Sleeps. What the fuck does that have to do with Dagon? Why do you keep saying it? Pray to Dagon if you're fucking worshipping Dagon. You goddamn hypocrites. You're not praying to Cthulhu. Well, you are praying to Cthulhu, but you're not worshipping Cthulhu. Remember which ancient one serves you and that you serve. Dagon. And uh, that's that's my bottom three. Yeah, I kind of felt that maybe Cthulhu is like the ultimate god and Dagon is this like a demigod that Cthulhu, that works under Cthulhu. Maybe that's why they were asking Cthulhu if Dagon would come out and play. I don't know. Trying to find logic in that. Though I do have to say that Dagon is one of my favorite H.P. Lovecraft stories, and it's like a three-page story because, you know, I I don't really know how to read. I just like looking at words. 
But I thought they did a really good job of making a full movie out of it. I didn't know how that was going to happen, but... Well, this yeah. is, I mean, this is really a combination of several stories. Um, Dagon, The Shadow Over Innsmouth, and The Festival. Oh, yeah. Um, which all have to do with elements that they they use in this movie. But I digress. You said, uh, maybe you said something about, I can't remember, the dialogue in this movie. I don't think I did, but let's go with it anyways. Let's have a little bit of a quote war. Quote war. What the fuck is the matter with you people? Why are you doing this? You're so backed up, that's your ass coming over the horizon. You'll rot in hell. You'll burn for all eternity. All worship Dagon, or die. This is how it feels, to die. You are my brother. You will be my lover, forever. Two possibilities. Either you're drunk, or totally fucking insane. Ia, Ia Cthulhu for Dagon. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or would like to tell us anything, say so below in the comments or on our website, bmoviebros.com. I think it's about time we gave this movie our final take. Give it a score on our shot scale. Remember, friends, our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I give this a 3 out of 10. A little more generous. I gave it a 4 out of 10. Dagon was an entertaining and well-done adaptation to several Lovecraft stories. It had an interesting premise, and at times was genuinely scary. There was plenty of blood and scenes that made me cringe, and the environment was perfectly structured, depicting an old, decrepit town where the bloodthirsty inhabitants are waiting around every corner. Unfortunately, the acting wasn't particularly great, making some of the scenes seem more funny than scary, and the ending was just weird. If you like cults, the aquarium, and visiting West Virginia, then this is the movie for you. Atmospherically, Dagon is a wonderfully dark movie, and the town of Mboka seems like a genuinely creepy place. Most of the characters are rather one-dimensional, you know, some even two. Uh, Paul and Ezekiel stand out in that category, but with so many other people and monsters about the town, I really was hoping for something a little more. You know, the, the dialogue is sometimes very witty, but, you know, in a film with so much dialogue, it would have been better to understand more than just two or three characters. You know, this is an H.P. Lovecraft story that was adapted by Stuart Gordon, and to say that is actually kind of sad because compared to some of his other films like Reanimator and From Beyond, this film to me is kind of forgettable. Yeah, it's got a lot of horror elements, it's got a decent story, but really what is there is the atmosphere and the visual strikingness of the special effects, albeit not the CGI. This movie, for a diehard Lovecraft fan, is a must-see. But for anyone else, it's really just another horror film trying to get your attention. See, I'm going to disagree with this. I think this is very memorable for many different reasons. Some good... Some not so good. Maybe it's just stuff you wish you could forget. Maybe, but you can't. Now, I know not everyone likes to... We know not everyone <laughs> likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion and tell you why this A-movie is the same as our B-movie, just a movie of higher class and standard. For me, I picked the 1997 film Face Off. I picked the film Hot Fuzz from 2007. Well, 
I have to say that Face Off is an A-movie version of Dagon because both movies feature characters whose faces are taken off and subsequently worn by others. That's all. Wow. Yeah. Like you said, it is a pretty good um, I mean, it, it is a very specific thing that you don't really see in movies. That is, that's true. I picked Hot Fuzz because both movies feature a town ruled by an evil cult. The cults in both films kill people for a greater purpose. The fish people in Dagon kill people to wear their skins as part of a ritual to worship their weird fish god, Dagon. And the townspeople in Hot Fuzz kill people in order to make their town seem more perfect and picturesque. Or for the greater good. The greater good. The protagonist of both films is an outsider, or at least appears to be an outsider at first, who enters the town with no knowledge of the town's peculiarities. And finally, both movies end with the protagonist fighting the townsfolk and generally messing up the social order. And that is why Hot Fuzz is an A-movie version of Dagon. There you have it. If you want to watch an A-movie version of Dagon, check out Hot Fuzz or Face Off. I think it's time for us to tell people how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Boom, 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 boom. I'll give you some drinking games for this movie, then so shall Paul. But just remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Paul mentions two possibilities, take two drinks. Number two, every time a body part has aquatic features, such as being a tentacle or having webs, take a drink. Number three, whenever Ezekiel drinks... Take a drink. Number four, anytime Paul is being chased, take a drink. And then, of course, number five, because it's Lovecraft Month, every time you find a correlation with the writings of Lovecraft, take a drink. Every time someone says, Dagon, take a drink. Every time somebody chants, take a drink. Every time Barbara randomly, re- randomly shows up again, take a drink. And every time the priestess says that she loves Paul, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. You can follow us on Twitter at BMovieBros or like us on Facebook or follow my personal Twitter at BMoviePaul. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at BMovieBros at gmail.com. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We have new content Monday through Friday um, at our website, BMovieBros.com. If you'd like to join us next week as we close the book on Lovecraft Month, we will be taking a look at the 1991 film Cthulhu Mansion. I've been waiting to break out this VHS for a long time now, and here we are. You know, I bet all of you out there were expecting us to do Castle Freak from 1995, because that's a Stuart Gordon H.P. Lovecraft film, but fuck you, we're done with Stuart Gordon doing H.P. Lovecraft movies. Time to do something different. Expectations subverted. So join us next week. Oh, wait. How about, what do we rank these films so far? Why don't you go first on that one? All right, real quick. Number three for me, Dagon. Just, it just doesn't stand up to the other Lovecraft movies we've seen this, this, this month. Number two, From Beyond. Great special effects, great story, and great actors. You know, Ken Forey, Jeffrey Combs. It's just a wonderful all-around piece. Reanimator, one of the best horror films ever. Jeffrey Combs, David Gale, 
the special effects, the story, the supporting cast, like everything just seems to work out perfectly for it in its own terrible way. For me, number three is Dagon. I genuinely enjoyed this movie. It was a lot of fun. And like I said, actually kind of scary at times. However, the other two from Beyond and Reanimator were just a bit more fun and a bit more memorable. However, I'm actually not really sure where to rank them. I gave them both a 2 out of 10 last time, and I can't decide which one I like better. So I guess we're going to have to wait till next week to find out which one wins. Who knows? Maybe um, Chithulu Mansion might surprise us and win it all, but I guess we'll have to find out. So join us next week, friends, as we talk about Cthulhu Mansion from 91. And if you have a favorite H.P. Lovecraft movie that you would like us to talk about or for us to just experience, please let us know. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back for more. (laughs) 